Hey, welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us. It's so good to have you here. My name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors here. And for the next few minutes, we're going to talk about an incredible song. And I know that you're thinking, incredible song. Paul must be going to talk about Toby Keith's Should Have Been a Cowboy, which is the best country song ever. Um, but no, we're not going country. Um, the song we're going to be talking about is actually out of the Bible. We're in a series we're calling Songs in the Key of Life, and we are looking at God's playlist, God's Spotify that he's given us. It's in the book of Psalms, and actually the whole book of Psalms is a collection of songs, songs that really God gave us, and they truly are in the key of life because they talk about every single aspect of life that we would experience. If you read through Psalms, you'll find that there are happy songs, God wrote those, if, if you have feeling groovy, there's psalms for that. If you're feeling down, there's one for that. If you're in despair, it's there. You'll find that in the book of Psalms. If you want a song about an ex-boyfriend, well, um, in the Psalms, there are no song, songs about ex-boyfriends, but that's why God created Taylor Swift. I remember in high school, I went over to a friend's house, and we were going to play some basketball, and so I, I got there and showed up with my ball, and he invited me um, into his room, and he had a record going, or if you can remember those, and he said, hey, let's instead of playing basketball, let's try and understand the meaning to the words to stairway to heaven, and that one goes back, and he wanted us to try and figure out what the meanings were on this one, and I thought, really? Really? You know, and so he'd listen to it, and he'd say, hey, Paul, what's, what's a hedgerow? And, and why is it rustling? And what do you think it all means? And I said, I think it means that we should really go out and play basketball. I mean, songs do have meaning. They really do. And God can speak to us through the songs he's given to us about life and about how to live life. And, and today I want to spend just a few moments uh, walking with you through understanding how God speaks to me, how God speaks to us today. And then we're going to take time to ask God to really speak to us. Okay, this is Psalm 19. It says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. Without speech or language, without a sound to be heard, their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. I mean, it starts out by saying the heavens declare the glory of God. Hey, did you see the sunset the other night? Um, here in Half Moon Bay, we live on the ocean, and, and sometimes we get phenomenal sunsets. Um, in this time of year, we really do. In the summer, we don't. All we get is fog. But this time of year, they're great. And, and actually, I took a picture of it right there. Um, actually, I took 50 pictures because it was one of those sunsets that began to get some color, and it got more and more and more. And pretty soon, the sky was just, was just on fire. And, and you kind of want to say as you're standing there, God... Man, you brought out a masterpiece tonight. I mean, tonight, you really outdid yourself. The psalm says this. Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. Um, it's saying, 
Boy, this is the one of the ways that God reveals himself. He reveals himself to the world. It reveals his glory. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth, pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. He sings about the night. And night has got its own beauty. And if you walk outside in the desert on a mountaintop in the, in the middle of the night, and it's clear and dark, it's, oh my goodness. Without speech, meaning it's quiet, it's silent, Without speech or language, without a sound to be heard, their voice, the voice of the stars, the voice of the sunset, has gone out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. God does that. And so God really is saying to us, I'm here. I, 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 I am here. The stars, the sun, they draw us to God. I sometimes will see these signs um, um, hanging around on, on some neighborhoods, and, and it will say, you know, I believe in this, I believe in this. And one of the statements in, in regards to their, the, the, the belief here will say, I believe in science. And, and I'm not sure I completely understand what they're trying to, to get at. You know, who, who really doesn't believe in science? And, and, and sometimes, and I'm only guessing because I don't know, um, I think it's some kind of a comparison. Either you believe in science with all its evidence and all the facts, or you can believe in, in faith. Now, I don't think it's a dichotomy there. I, I believe in both. In fact, the more science you have, the more you'll realize how incredible this universe is. I mean, the detail that's in it, the cutting design, the incredible custom design that God has made. And in fact, the more faith you have, the more you'll appreciate science as it discovers the wonders and the complexity of God and how he was an artist in everything. What's saying is nature, science, is God. He's revealing himself to us. Um, one time I, I, I was trying to learn how to snowboard as an adult, and the, um, um, the instructor um, asked me a question. He says, hey, what do you do, dude? You know, my occupation. And I told him I'm a pastor who's right now getting called dude. But he said, you know, right on, right on. And then he makes this statement, and you may have heard this statement yourself. He says, man, the mountain is where I find God. Mountain is where I find God. And, and maybe you've talked to somebody who's really into the outdoors, and they will say, you know, the surf is my God, or the surf is my church, or the beach is, is, is where I'm closest to God. Whether it's a hiker or, or a surfer. How come they feel that way? Why? Well, it's because of this very song. It's this very psalm. Because God reveals his glory in that kind of stuff. Heavens declare the glory of God. Everyone can see it. Everyone can feel it. Well, how does God speak to me? One of the ways he speaks to me and you is through his creation. And it reveals a lot. 
Creation reveals his care and love for animals, complexity, creativity. Now, now I would expect the psalmist, the one who's writing this song, to go on writing about the beauty of this little tennis ball that we call earth, but he doesn't. After talking about, you know, the greatness of the skies and the stars and the sun and all the creation, after talking about all of that, it's like all of a sudden he shifts gears. He stops talking about creation and he says this, the testimony of the Lord is trustworthy. It makes wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. And you want to say, what? I mean, why such a change? Why such a switch? What are you talking about? You were doing this great song about the sky and the stars and the sun, and all of a sudden you start talking about now the Bible, and that's what it's talking about. But I I love this part, and, and, and this is great, because this is where it's going, and this is what it's saying. It's saying nature's really cool, and nature's really great, and creation is pretty awesome. It reveals so much, and it reveals so much about God. But guess what? Nature can only tell me so much about God, but it can't tell me everything. Nature's really good at in telling us some things about God, but it won't be able to tell you the whole story, not the whole story of God. You need more. We all need more. And this is where my snowboarding friend um, really can needs to take another step in his full grasp of, of all that God is. For he's only able to see God through what God has made. Nature can only reveal so much about God, and after that, it becomes limited. Nature can talk about the creativity of God and the expansiveness of God. It can talk about the beauty of God's creativity, but it can't talk about the grace of God. And nature... This is what the song is saying. Can't talk about the mercy of God or the plan of God. And this is what it's saying. Nature's good. It tells the glory of God and God's creativity and beauty and expanse. And on a microscopic level, it it talks about how God is into the details. But if all I've got is nature... There's so much of God I can't see. In fact, after a while, this becomes kind of a cold, brutal, survival of the fittest kind of world. I need something else. God, you need to give me something else besides this mountain or this surf or this beach. God, you've got to help me out here to understand life and about people and how to love them and why I'm here and my purpose. And so what it's saying here, what it's saying to us, God is saying, I'm starting with nature to give you a broad brush, a little look at who I am, but now I'm going to give you my word. It says the law of the Lord, that would be the Bible, Scripture. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul, the testimony of the Lord it's trustworthy. It, it makes wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right. They bring joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are radiant. They give light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure. It endures forever. 
The judgments of the Lord are true. Being altogether righteous, they are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. And, and, and I, I think it's just cool that David, in writing this song, uses different term for scriptures. Each line is a different word. Law, testimony, precept, commands, and judgment. And it tells what each does. Listen to what it does for me. Well, what it does for you. It revives your soul. The Bible makes you wise. The precepts they bring joy to your heart. Commands give light to your eyes. The judgments make you righteous. I was trying to think about how this all plays out, you know, in my, in my life. As I was watching that sunset the other day, I was, I was with, with Lisa, and, and we're standing there on the bluff tops, and it's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You know, this is great, this is great, this is great. And so we're standing there with Lisa. But if we were having a fight, suppose we were having an argument, the sunset may be beautiful, but the sunset doesn't tell me a thing about my bad attitude or how to fix it or how to humble myself and apologize. Watching clouds sometimes sail by in the wind is awesome, but it doesn't help me loving the unlovely or it doesn't do anything about changing my anger. You know, looking at the smallest animals under a microscope is pretty cool, but that can't change bitterness or unforgiveness. Do you see what it's talking about here? Seeing the Sierra Nevadas is, is awesome, but it won't melt my heart towards the unloved. It won't make me more generous to the poor. Through nature, I can't find kindness. Or how to forgive, or how to love, or how to love the unlovely, or show generosity to the needy, or show me what I'm really like on the inside, my selfishness. It doesn't show that. It can't show that. I need something more. I need the Bible. And so God gave that to me. And this is what that song is all about. It's going to speak to me that way. You can find evidence of what God has done in nature. It doesn't tell you how to live. Nature reveals God, but it's limited. The Bible reveals God, and it's better. And that's why God gave the Bible to us, his word. It reveals him, his plan, his work, his heart, and how essential it is for us. And that's why we would say as a matter of habit, a matter of course, as a matter of life and breath, read. Spend time in the Bible. Read it, listen to it. Um, suppose, for example, you wanted to get to know me better. How would you do it? How would you do that? Because actually there's another way in which God speaks to us and helps us to get to know him. Not just through creation, and not honestly just through the Bible. There's an, another way. If you wanted to get to know me better, how would you do it? Well, I, I guess you could Google Earth my house, my address, and then you could come on down onto, onto street-level view, and you could see what my house looks like. And, and, and actually, 
um, you, you, would, you would see the place where I live, and, and if you were so inclined, you could drive by the house, and, you know, it'd be a little weird, but you could, I guess, do that. And you learn stuff about me from my house, all right? Right now, you learn that I have a broken sump pump pipe that I'm working on. It should be easy to fix, but it's not, and so you'd actually learn from that that Paul isn't very handy. <laughs> you could figure that out pretty quickly. Seeing what I've done, maybe around the yard, you could understand me a little bit more. But only a little. Just a little. You could know a little bit about me through the things that I've done. But you really can't stop there because you really don't know me. And that's why I would say while creation displays a lot about God, it doesn't share enough. Well, you want to get to know me better, so I guess you could watch on YouTube. You could watch these messages, or, or you could, you know, sneak into my office and, and look at my journals or read some of the stuff that I wrote. Um, that would be even weirder, but it would even be better because you would actually begin to get to know my thoughts and my feelings and my hurts and my interests. And, and maybe you want to look at my, my Facebook page. You'd find out more about things I've said and the things that I've done. Um, I read the Bible, and it's awesome, and it gives us insight into God, his heart, his love, and his plan. It does that. And so after doing all those things, you might say, well, I'm, I'm really getting to know Paul a lot more. And you can read the Bible, and you could Look at all the creation that God has done. You could say, I'm getting to know God more as well. Um, so to me, you've stocked my house. You've read my writings or heard me speak. And that's good, but don't stop there. What's the best way to get to know me? The best way for us to get to know each other. Well, yeah, you need to read what I've written, and you probably need to see the stuff that I've done. It might be for me to come out of my house. How about that? And for you and I to spend time together. Just you and me. In person, in the flesh. By having me, us, together in person. I guess the best way to, to know a person will always be in the flesh, face to face. Because then you can personally know that person. All the other ways are fine. They're all important. In fact, the story of the Bible is God wanting us to get to know him. God wanting us to know him personally, closely. And, and for you and I, the best way for us to get to know each other is for me to come to you and say, let's, let's talk. Let's spend time together. I think that would be true with God, too. There's a great verse in the Bible about getting to know God. It's not in Psalm 19. It's in the book of John. And if you know your Bible, it's in the New Testament. And that would have the story of Jesus. And the book of John starts out this way. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And when it uses that term word, it's talking about Jesus 
himself. In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. And then it goes on to say this. He, that would be Jesus, was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Equating Jesus with God the Father, the creator of all things, that sunset, those mountains, was Jesus. Jesus made everything. He was with God. He was God. And now, I know this gets a little heavy, but you've got to follow along because we're this far along. It says this. The word that would be Jesus, he became flesh. And he made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. The best way to know me is for me to spend time with you, real time, in real time. And God said, you want to know me? Okay, I'm going to come down. I'm going to enter in to this world. And so Psalm 19, you have this incredible talking about God. The heavens declare the glory of God. And you can look up at the stars or you can look up the sunset. You can just see the sun doing what the sun does. And you could say, what an incredible creator we have. And it goes on to say, but here's how to get to know God even better. Through this thing called the Bible that he brought about through all kinds of great ways that we can read and we can understand grace and mercy and purpose. And then God said, but I'm going to take one more step so that you can know me. I'm going to send my son into this world. God the Son coming down, entering in to time and space. And, and we're going to take the Lord's Supper right now and we're moving into this because this reveals so much the depth of what God has done to get to know you. If you have gathered your cracker, your juice, um, this is all about God, God coming down. This is, is honestly what it's all about. God, God entering into time. Imagine that. God above time entering into time. God entering into space. The fullest expression and revealing of God, the one who can reveal God the best, would be God himself. And he did that through Jesus. He did it to get to know you so you could get to know him. The elements cracker in the cup. Pretty simple. And God wanted to make it simple so you could always remember what he did for you. Um, God says, I want to connect with you through nature, and that's a good way. I want to connect with you through scripture. That's a super way. And then he said, I'm going to connect with you in the best way possible. I'm going to come down for you. The bread you're holding, the cracker, whatever it is that you have, Jesus said, this is my body, my flesh, my blood. I, God, took on human form because I wanted you to know me 
And he would say, Jesus said, do this and remember me. Let's take and remember. And now hold the cup and it gets really great here. Our sins are messy and we deserve justice and we deserve punishment. And so a God of love said, you know, I'll take the punishment for you. Not only will I get to know you by being present among you here. I'll take the punishment that was meant for you. And so God himself entered into time and space, walked among us, taught us, loved us, and said, I'm not done yet because your sins are too great and the punishment would be too much for you to bear. I myself will take them upon on me. He said, this represents my blood. I died for you so that you might have a pure, full relationship with me. Do this and remember me. Let's take together.